All right, all right. I think that's got it. Yes, it does. It's got it. That's got it. <clears throat> I think we're good. We're good. We're good. I can see the green bar moving. I don't know what that was. I've been having some electronical issues. All right, guys. Let's sing a song. Let some people show up so we can debate this. There's a steel train coming through. I would take it if I can. And I would not lie to you because Sunday morning soon will come and things will be much easier to say on the microphone like a boss DJ. I won't walk upon the sea like it was dry land. Boss DJ, nothing but a man, no trouble, no fuss, I know why, it's so nice, wish I could hear the same song twice, it's so nice, wanna hear the same song twice, rumors flying up over town, but it's stones and sticks. 
That's where I get my fix. Let the love take hold of me. Well, if you get it, I'm fucking out of junkie, but I know where to get it. No trouble, no fuck. I know why. It's so nice. We're gonna hear the same song twice. It's so nice. Wanna hit the same song twice. Mr. DJ, don't stop the music. I wanna know, are you feeling the same way too? Gonna rock you, girl. boxing match heard around the world it was a fun watch it was fun to watch it was a fun fight it was there was knockdowns galore we had um man fury hit the canvas twice in a round he got hit with some big big punches but man what are we seeing today because i looked up some uh it's like the sizes of some of the other heavyweights mike tyson was five five eleven and 220 at its head, I guess, heaviest. You know, when he was at his reign, when he was young, he was like in the 215, 213 area. So size does matter. It matters. Size matters in a fight. It matters in jiu-jitsu. It matters in grappling and stuff. When you have two guys who are equally like skilled or training capacity has been, you know, met to a certain level, the bigger guy a lot of times it's going to win. You look at the open sections, the open uh, matches in jiu-jitsu, you know, Gian Gilles have the open weight class. So the little guys can come get some. But sometimes the little guys do win, but it's generally bigger guys. It's generally bigger guys who are winning those matches. Um, so how, how can we really tell how good uh, – Tyson Fury is if all the other guys he's fighting suck, <laughs> right? Because just because a guy's big doesn't mean his, his his technical ability is is that high. Now he does move he does move a lot he moves well 
in and out. And that was a great fight. They threw a lot of punches. They're active. They're very active. It's usually you don't see a lot of active, uh, a lack of fight, active fighters. So that is one, one heavy nod. I give, um, both of those guys, <clears throat> you know, two heavyweights coming out to actually fight. That's pretty cool. But how good are they? If Ali, if we had Muhammad Ali and we took Muhammad Ali and we made him 6'5", okay, 6'5", 245. Because Ali, like I tried to look it up to get the exact number, but like it just says heavyweight. But he was only like the same thing with Tyson from that two, 210 to 220, like weight. He wasn't, he wasn't gigantic. You know, he was like 6'3", and uh, 220. So it's like a little bit taller than me, but my weight right now. I mean, of course, they're more trim, but um, it's, it's always a hard one for me because you have a lot of little guys who are really good fighters, but because they're little guys, maybe they don't get, they're not as exciting because there's not as many knockouts. You don't see, like you could see, like when a big guy lands a big punch, like you see the whole body kind of shake. You know, the one of the one of the knockdowns that uh, Fury had on Wilder kind of making him stiff. The one where he was kind of turning, he went stiff legged on the way down. Uh, man, but I don't know. I've always I've always been like that, like. How good can a big guy actually be? Like if you got a, a smaller guy and just enhanced his size, that would be a fun a fun machine to have. You could have that machine. Just oh, we can just make him bigger and smaller. You could use it for fighting, and you could use it for like basketball, right? You'd be like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna handicap this team and make their tall guys shorter, and see how good they really are. You know, make everybody Muggsy Bogues Muggsy Bogues' height. And see what's going on. See if everybody else can play as well. See if everybody can still dunk the same way if they have to deal with that height problem. I don't know. What are you guys thinking? May Press Room is saying that uh, I don't think the fight was uh, as, as classic as everyone makes it out to be personally. I enjoyed the fight. I don't want to take anything away from it, but I'm not sure I'd call it an instant classic. I don't think so. I think the uh, um, what's his name getting knocked out by the chubby Mexican guy was um, uh, Andy Ruiz. I think that was more of a classic. That was a really fun. That was a really fun fight. And Ruiz was like really technical and fast, and it was hitting hard in that first fight. But yeah, I don't know. I think part of this too is that we um, we have been starved of like good fun fights where where people are cheering hard for both guys because we've had you know the circus boxing matches on on Trilla and stuff like that. There were some bare knuckle fights this weekend too. I didn't I didn't watch them, but you know, there's that there's that thing going on too. I think I died. I think I died recently. I, think I recently died in the barnacle boxing. I mean, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Uh, Tyson Fury, we got a comment here from um, Hybrid Ninja, is saying that Tyson Fury is bigger and has more skill than Ali or Tyson. You think he's technically a better fighter? 
than those guys. If Mike Tyson was 6'8 and 245 pounds rather than, you know, put 25 pounds on him and five inches, six inches of height, do you think that's – you think that would change anything? you think that would change anything? Because, like, it would be cool if you could, like, build your own fighter and be like, I want Mike Tyson's, you know, skill set, head movement, footwork, and the way he hooks with – uh, Tyson Fury's size, <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, it was a fun fight to watch for sure. And I like, I like Fury because Fury moves a lot. He uses a lot of movement, a lot of head movement. I think that's, I think that's good. Um, he's not completely complicit and reliant on, on power. Although he has power no matter what, because he's just huge. He's a monster. He's a giant. So he's going to land with, with power when he throws stuff. That's wild. It's wild. For you guys that uh, are watching um, on YouTube or Facebook or whatever, you guys should really be checking out um, Rockfin. Because at any point, I can get nuked on the other platforms, and I will, I will still be up on Rockfin. Okay. You can create a free account on Rockfin. You guys should do that right now. You can pay $99 for the year or $9.99 a month. But it is 100% worth your time. Um, no. I put the wrong one on. Um, this is in, this is Inception stuff. This is me and a picture and a picture of myself. <laughs> it's the wrong one. I was going to share the other rock fan with you. There it is. Okay, so that's the uh, the account. You guys can see it's lovely. And there's a lot of the John Fish knows nothing stuff. But when you get down here, there's the uh, stuff that's premium. And there's a lot of technique down there. Fight week stuff. And then I'll be putting up other technique videos to come. But yeah, a lot of private stuff uh, under the premium. You got to pay for the premium. Uh, the cauliflower and cocktail hour that needs to be brought back at some point, I think. And um, yeah, it's all up there. Free stuff and stuff on the premium. It's worth it, yo, guys. We get paid in crypto. Support crypto. It's the way. It's the way to go. It's the future. Fiat. Fiat and Bankster Zeros. Yes, that's the truth. Um, let's see. Tyler Durden is a bad name or a stupid name. Sorry. We're always changing it. He's saying the Wilder has limited footwork. He crosses his feet. If forced to fight moving backwards, also he exits exchanges with both hands outstretched. He's not good. He hits really hard and he's big, but he's not good. I don't think he's good. I don't think he's good. He's not a good technical boxer. Like if he spent some time really cleaning up his one-two and his in his hook, he'd probably be a lot better. But um, or yeah, especially that jab because it's so long. But he seemed to be getting tired towards the end of the fight. I would say by eighth round, he was he looked exhausted and um, almost wanted almost wanted out of the fight.
Kamen Rider. Kamen Rider is saying that uh, my heart was racing one of the best heavyweight boxing fights I have ever seen, and I'm not even a boxing fan. I did not even expect to enjoy it that much. I, I will agree with that. I did not expect to uh, enjoy it that much. It was a lot of fun, and I think it's partly that fun because we haven't had we haven't had any good fights in a long time. When's the last time you could really feel getting excited about a heavyweight fight? It's like back in the day when Tyson was fighting, like we were like excited, like oh my god, this is gonna be crazy. Let's watch this. And we'd all throw in, and then we'd pull the uh, um, oh what was it? We called Papa John's, and we 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 used to say we had a uh, it was some Christian youth <laughs> something who called and say we had a, oh we have a Christian youth card or something like that, and we would we would scam them out of free pizzas or uh, like a, a deal that didn't exist. We'd be like yeah we have the youth we have the youth for Christ card I think that's what it was youth for Christ card we have the youth for Christ card it says here we can get two large pizzas <laughs> for the price of a small or some shit and two two uh, things of soda. It's just you know, thing of breadsticks. So we'd end up getting like kelp pizzas and breadsticks and stuff. And it'd be it'd be like free or less than twenty dollars, probably less than ten dollars back in the nineties. But that was our little scam, the use for Christ card. <laughs> they felt they felt bad about telling us no. We couldn't tell a bunch of church kids uh, that we don't have that deal. We can't do that. <laughs> oh man, the good old days. Uh, Joe Riggs and Melvin Gillard. That's just a wild fight that that even happened. You know what I'm saying? Gilliard fought at 145. No, 155. Did he ever fight at 145? Some fact check that for me. But he fought at 155 for sure. And then Riggs used to weigh like a buttload. He's like 270 or something. He lost a ton of weight to get down to, I think, welterweight. And now he's beefed back up. But, um, yeah, man. It's uh, kind of wild that those guys are fighting. And they're still fighting. You know, they were a bit chinny in MMA. And now they're like, hey, let's, you know, I, I, know, I know the solution. <laughs> let's take the gloves off. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's fun if you're having fun. Hybrid Ninja says, yeah, but Fury was uh, named after Mike Tyson. He comes from a lineage of boxers. Wilder didn't start boxing till after high school. Yeah, he was a basketball player. He boxes like a basketball player. And uh, Tyson Fury, yeah, he's definitely he's definitely not terrible. He's good. But, I mean... I feel weird about about talking about him on the level of like Joe Frazier, you know, Ali, and and even Tyson. Like I've criticized Tyson a little bit because Tyson, I don't think fought anybody, and the and the good top guys that he did fight, he didn't do well against. So I don't, uh, yeah, I'm just. Indifferent. I need clarity, guys. I need clarity. So help, help convince me that it's okay to feel that, you know, uh, Tyson Fury is in that category of like top 10, top five heavyweights. How does he compare to Klitschko? You know, it's 
Klitschko was a very technical fighter. He's a good boxer, but he was he was a big guy too. I would have assumed that more more Klitschko type boxers would be dominating the weight classes rather than the freakazoid fighters as in uh, Fury and Wilder. But I think this is nice. Now that those fights are over, that the fight, we're done. These We're done with the Wilder and Fury fights, right? We're done. It's over. So now we can start seeing these guys, the big guys, the big freaks against some of the you know, more classical boxers. Even Anthony Joshua is a massive heavyweight. He's a big, big guy. And it was cool to see Usyk. Is it Usyk? Am I saying it right? Or Usyk? I want to call him like usk, 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 go to the club. Um, uh, because he's a smaller guy. It'll be interesting to see him against the bigger fighters. But I would love to see. We're going to see Wilder and uh, Usyk or Joshua or Ruiz. Who else? What are the big what are the big fights that we're gonna get to see now? Hope that shit happens. Good point, Tyler Durden. Says I can't judge fighters against other fighters from 20 years ago. However, he's probably the best of his generation. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, but like the generation of monsters, because that's what that's what boxing heavyweights are now. They're monsters. I would even say that MMA has been producing some monsters. Because these guys who are cutting down to 265. That's pretty it's pretty crazy, man. I almost feel like there should be. Uh, super heavyweight. They just make it 275 or 285, super heavyweight. And then we have like a, I don't know, something, something after light heavyweight, medium heavyweight, something like 245, just so we get the more athletic, faster guys in there. Might not be enough uh, fighter show. Generally speaking, guys who are that big, play football or hockey or something that pays a lot more money without getting punched in the face. Yep. Tyson McNeely. I remember that garbage. And then like a week after the fight, he got a pizza hut commercial and it was him eating the salt, the, the stuffed crust and he turned it and it hit him in the chin, knocked himself out. He made a lot of money for that. And then they based that movie. I love the movie Gray White Hype. You guys see the movie Gray White Hype? It was great. Yeah, Flurry did beat. Uh, did Flurry? Flurry did beat, beat him. He did meet him. So I thought, yeah, I remember Joshua bought one of the Klitschkos. Is that the other one? Because there's two of them. There's two Klitschkos. I don't know uh, boxing well enough to know exactly. 
Who beat who? Yeah, Klitschko's a smart dude. Oh sick, oh sick. Oh sick, oh, oh sick, oh sick. But it's got a U, man. Spelling wrong. I was at this Hybrid Ninjas asking me if I was at the Honda Center when Kane dethroned Lesnar in 2010. That was a big uh, night. It was a big night. It was like two bears running into an open field and slamming into each other. It's just meat smacking against meat. It was crazy. Big dudes. It was a great fight. It was a great night. A little fun. There's a monster gap between by heavyweight and heavyweight. I think it leaves a lot of fighters out. Because if you're if you can't make it to light heavyweight and you're a good guy, good fighter, but you can't you can't make that cut, like you're kind of out of luck, you know. If you're like 235, you just can't make it to 205 in MMA. It's a big cut from uh 185 to 205. Also, we need we need the 155, 165, 175, 185, 195, 215. I think that would be good. 215, a 245, and then um, super heavy. It's above 275. We hardly ever have those fights, though. Flurry did be one of them. So, okay, so Joshua and Fury have wins over Klitschko's. That could just be, you know, aged out. You get to a certain age and you lose it. Uh, no, I'm not heavy on Shiba Inua. Uh, I'm not on a lot of the meme coins. I'm not like uh, I'm a Bitcoin maximalist mostly. I do see the uses for uh, some of the other things in, in form of like you know ways to make money, but I don't really trust Ether. Even though I have some Ether, I don't really trust Ether. I mined Ether for a short period of time. I don't. I don't. I don't trust it because I don't trust the Vitalik. I don't like. I don't trust his face being the face of it either. He like, creeps me out a little bit, and he's made open comments about he didn't think that it should be illegal to have like child porn. <laughs> I think he's a, I think he's a risk. I think he's a risk. It doesn't mean I won't use uh, ether to make money, but I'm not going to. Um, I'm not going to trust too much of my coins into ether, just because I feel it's it could be compromised. I feel like it's a coin that could be compromised. Uh, hybrid ninja, you were at the Anaheim, Anaheim one too. That's awesome. UFC affliction, you went to those. That's cool. Yeah, man. The good old days, I'll say the good old days when 
Uh, Hooker versus Islam. I think Islam steamrolls him. I mean, nothing, nothing against Dan. Dan's a tough dude. But uh, Islam, he's got crazy strong strength. He's more technical than Khabib. Um, I don't know if his chin's as good as Khabib's. But he might be harder to hit. That's what I think. You think that's funny? You don't think it is a, um, a liability to have a guy like that running your whole uh, <laughs> your whole network of money? I don't think it's necessarily necessarily be illegal. Mm. Yeah. So, oh, I guess Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson's only five ten. He's not even five eleven. I thought he's five eleven. And I couldn't find an actual weight for um, Ali. Just that he was a heavyweight. I think he was a lot smaller in 220. Like he would have had a fight 205 in MMA. I think 78 inch uh, reach, his arms. Let's watch a couple of the knockdowns. I got a couple of knockdowns queued up. All righty. Caught him with that uppercut. Let's start this over. He catches. You see him head head get lifted up with that uppercut hook over the top. Another uppercut inside. Another right behind the ear. Missed that uppercut. Missed bunk over the top. He was eating him up with those um, uppercuts a lot throughout the night. He's just sticking that up. Much better performance by. Wilder than last fight, that's for sure, too. Oh, wait a minute, it's showing you the wrong page. I'll try to make it bigger. Hold on, technology. Come on, here, make it big. On that one. All right, there we go. This is a better view. Uppercut. And first, right hand. Another uppercut. Here. Big lumbering punches. Job done, huh? What's the other one? I got another clip also. I think it's a different one, at least a different angle. Awesome. 
I mean, I don't know. It was a good punch. But I also kind of feel like he wanted out. He was tired. He took him to $20 million. Yeah, man. I have not met Dan Hooker. Uh, so I'm not sure how big he is. Islam's not a small guy, though. He's not a Habib size, but he's still big. Um, and he's got he's got good foot sweeps. He's a little more uh, technical than Khabib. Khabib just shoves what he's going to do down your face, down your face hole. He's just going to keep shoving it. It will be hard to take him down. When guys are super worried about getting taken down, like if he doesn't know that he can get up every single time from everybody who fights, then it can freeze him in a stand-up. And if you're getting frozen in your stand-up, you're getting annihilated because you're not doing anything. You're not defending the take, you're not defending the takedowns and you're not defending the striking. You're just froze. Okay. So you gotta have you gotta have the confidence in getting up so that you know you if you get taken down, so what? You gotta go into the fight knowing that there's a good chance you're gonna get taken down. Have it in your head. I'm gonna get taken down once around. But like I'm not gonna get stuck down there. I'm gonna do work. They're not going to make any, uh, they're going to do any damage, not going to score anything off the takedown. You got to have that into your, into your mindset, though. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about this one. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Cam's it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know yet. Time will tell. Time will tell. It seems like he's doing good. Hope he is. But you never know. You never know how he's handling his money. Hopefully he's got somebody who's handling his money well. <laughs> and, you know, he's not um, not wasting all that money that he's making. That's uh, it's good for him. Glad to see it. <laughs> Carney style. Uh, yeah. It was kind of a. It, that's what I kept thinking throughout the fight. It was. It seemed like a uh, Carney, a Carney, uh, you know, Brad Pitt and uh, um, Snatch type of thing. They're fighting over caravans. Pedro Blue. She's personal Pedro Cabrillas. Yep, Dagestan trip. When the guys have the uh, combat sambo, there's a lot of judo experience from that. They got really nice foot sweeps, and. Um, Islam has some really sick foot sweeps, like low effort, high percentage finish rates. Oh, open that thing. Check. All right. Make sure I didn't bump it and turn it off again. JC, what's up? Yep. Killing it in the stash game. I finally figured out why um, Cowboys. Like White Herb had mustaches like this. It's because it catches the flavor of your whiskey and your cigars. 
Yeah, baby. Yeah, babe. And uh, it makes it last longer. Makes makes it smell and the taste. Just stretches it out. It's good. I get it. I get it, what, Mr. Herb. I get it, Mr. Holiday. You were there live, Vincent? That's awesome. Glad to hear you are uh, out in the world enjoying things. Where is it? Is it in Vegas? Where is the fight at? Yep, wore him down. I mean, he's so big. So he like he was leaning on him a lot. He was pulling the head down. Every time he got close, he'd throw that arm over the over the head. Like that had to play a huge role in him getting gassed out. If you ain't, you ain't got somebody, if you ain't used to that, somebody pulling down your head, it's a nightmare, dude. It's it's like there's a direct connection between your neck muscles and your lungs. And the more you get your fucking head pulled down, the more your lungs get tapped for oxygen. I don't know what it is. Or maybe it's like when your head gets pulled down, like it cuts the wind. <laughs> I don't know. But it sucks, dude. Like hand fighting with somebody versus, you know, hand fighting and pulling the head down, snapping the head down. It's a completely different game. Completely different game. It's miserable. That's why I teach a lot of stuff with self-defense about, uh, you know, setting frames and then pulling the head down, pull the head down, pull the head down, pull the head down, get their hands on the mat whenever possible. I also feel that uh, self-defense situations, a lot of people when they hit the ground or their hands touch the ground, they don't want to fight anymore. Cause they, they all think they're going to, you know, do the, I'm going to do the boxy box and we're going to, we're going to beat you up. And then you get snapped down, they get tired and their hands, touch the ground or they fall down and get rolled on the ground. They're like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to go on the ground again. I'll leave. And, uh, I don't know. I think it's a smart thing to do. For any of you guys who are in the Bay area, I am doing a weekly self-defense class starting this Thursday. We got postponed a week. We're going to start in October, but now we're going to start next week. So we'll be uh, doing some cool stuff. 6 p.m. Get in my DMs, ask questions, johnfitch.net on uh, um, Twitter, Johnfitch Smash on Instagram. Go to the website, johnfitch.net. You can email me there from uh, yo at johnfitch.net. Lots of ways to reach out and find out more information on that. Please come. Also, if you're in the Bay Area, if you are in the bay um i have a a uh the smash society which is it's a men's group dudes right for guys who are more red-pilled and uh look for more red-pilled people i'll share the uh, link with you guys Check it out too. I'm just gonna share the link right now. Bazinga. And then uh I'll show you here, guys. All right. So what I'm doing with this is 
the first tier is just access to the, the live streams and some of the blogs and stuff I've written on there. And you'll get updates on when the meetups are. We do a monthly, every meetup, we do a month, every month we do a meetup. We'll pick something. Talk about all kinds of different uh, issues, okay? And then if you're a part of the, the level two type, top tier or the second tier, it's not the top tier, the second tier, I'm gonna start putting up more uh, fight content stuff. So techniques, fight video stuff, self-defense stuff. Check it out and uh, get involved. If you're looking for more red-pilled or self-improvement based people to hang out with, you are a collection of the people you hang out with most. Start hanging out with winners and people who want to be winners. There's nothing worse than like trying to like upgrade your life and the people around you are like, what are you, what are you doing, man? Just relax. You're fine. Why you got to lose weight? Why you got to eat healthy? Why you got to work out? Why you got to make more money? Crabs in a bucket. Leave them on read. Yep. Islam's got the foot sweeps and the hip tosses, all from that base of combat sambo. You guys are animals. <clears throat> oh, yeah, he's doing a wrestling match. Just straight takedowns. It'd be interesting. Like uh, Sugar Underground, something like that. I got I to gotta see if I did a little bit of an open mat today um, with Canna Athlete. And um, that's in San Jose. Also, you guys should be. Asking about that if you guys like uh, smoking and doing open mats, we got that. Got you covered. You think? All right, JC's asking. You think the ref was harder on Tyson? Uh, I did. Yet Wilder's people think he was in on it again. Uh, I don't think so. I didn't notice anything with the ref. No, I mean, I didn't notice anything. Yeah, I think that's that's the that's the sign of a good ref. If you had a good ref, nobody's talking about the ref. Hundred percent. Awesome, dude. Yep. Uh, I mean, fighting is one of the most red-filled things you can come across, I think. You do to work when you win or you don't and you get beat up. There is no... Um, it's harder to believe a false reality in fighting. Some guys still get lured into the, uh, you know... My boss, you don't have a boss. You're your own boss. They kiss uh, too much promoter ass, my taste. All right, Vincent. Vincent says, when I get to California next, I'm buying you a cigar. Have a great night, John. Thank you very much, Mr. Vincent. He's got a book, The Long Goodbye. Check it out on Amazon. Uh, yeah, a lot of my guys, I mean, when it comes to, um, when it comes to relationships, hundred percent, 
100%. There's a lot of different ways to be red pilled, but like most people, most people are blue pilled in relationships, 100%. I believe fantasies. I believe the Disney story. Right. <laughs> Even my press room is saying what I observe about the red pill community said a lot of these guys have been so hurt by chicks that they've built permanent walls around them. So high, no chick can uh, traverse. <laughs> yeah, some guys just get into it. Well, I mean, some guys use the red pill proxology as justification for being black pilled and just hating women. And then it, it becomes easy to like have an excuse why you don't have dates or you don't have a happy life. You can just, oh, I'm too short or, oh, you know, hypergamy or, oh, whatever. But, yeah, we had a really good rule zero two weeks ago about LTRs, long-term relationships, and how that's the ultimate goal, honestly. Like, well, not the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is putting yourself first, putting your uh, self, having a, a – uh, uh, your 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 own point of origin. That's it, right? That that's the the basis. But the good women come along as a bonus. If you're handling your shit and you understand things, you, you learn game. You get these uh, wonderful soft creatures in your life that are nice, and it's good to find one of the good ones if you can. Then when we're better together. I don't understand the I don't understand the purpose, honestly, of dating long term if you're not planning about having kids someday. I don't I don't understand what's the point. Um, if you're not going to invest in possibly reproducing with somebody, then it's like, why why not have multiple girls that you're dating all the time that you're friends with? I don't know. Uh, I see that. Yeah, black pill. Well, some guys will say they're will uh, say they're red pilled, but really they're black pilled because they're not they're not actually doing the work. They're not trying to get any better. They're just like yeah, see, see, and they watch the red meat with uh, Kevin Samuels in Fresh and Fit, and they're just like ah, ah, ah see, that's why I'm never gonna try. <laughs> that's why it's not worth it. That's why that's why the juice isn't worth the squeeze. That's why. Instead of being like, okay, no, this is this is the this is the way, you know, these are the steps that you can take. These are the things to look out for to ensure you're living your best life and you're having all the things that you want in your life, and you're not end up angry and hateful towards women because they can't be what you want them to be. That's where it's really at, guys. Just accepting how reality is, and then making changes to yourself to better utilize how reality is. Yep. Yeah, I'm not that into pills either. Unless they're uh, microdose pills that I've made myself. I, uh, I date, but I have a... Uh, I have a I have a number one. Yeah, I've been dating one person for about uh, yeah seven months or so. It's good, but you know <clears throat> she knows the deal. 
Well, um, it's not it's not a terrible thing to do. Uh, do it, it's a, it's a hassle. Right? Uh, Hybrid Ninja is saying he doesn't date single moms. I, I I tend not to because scheduling is a nightmare. But uh, every once in a while, we'll meet somebody who who happens to be a single mom, and as long as they're not pulling the bullshit, like if it's just a date, you know, I'm not committing to nothing. You know, it's not like I'm uh, looking long term, not looking to wife up or make a girlfriend out of. If you want to go on dates, go on dates. It's fine. It's good to have fun. Yeah, all the pills, black pill. Yeah, there's all kinds of pills. It's stupid. It's red pill, blue pill, purple pill. Okay, so so blue pills like the the soy boy, believes in the Disney stuff. Purple pill is the in between. They've learned the uh, red pill prexology, but they, they they still can't give up their blue pill stuff. So they mix it together. It's not healthy. And then you have the white pill, and those are like the pickup artists <laughs> who uh still are locked into this thing where they want to hold women to some accountants or be accountable or whatever they want them to be something they're not so they turn to the god the god pill and then you have the black pill guys who are just like it's it's not they're nihilistic it's it's pointless just give up let's give up it's not even worth it i don't have i'm not perfect skin perfect height dick's not big enough i don't make enough money i should just give up and that's uh, that's just whatever. It's just a cope to be a loser. I'll just watch the porn and play the video games. Yep, that's not a uh, false statement. Yes, they're always. I mean, it's always been that way, guys. Like eighty percent of guys don't have any they're invisible 80 percent of guys are invisible to the majority of women completely invisible because when they're complaining about when they complain about guys they're complaining about chad right? when they're talking about toxic masculinity they're talking about the guy they couldn't get to commit to them that's what that's what they're saying fungus among us pill absolutely yeah it's good. It's like a natural uh, the microdose in uh, psilocybin is like um, Adderall without the crack effect. It's a fact. Uh, which is the toughest? I mean, the GSP was the toughest. The, the uh, um, oh yeah, what's the name? I want to say Jeff, Jeff Jocelyn fight. It was a really tough fight. It was really tough. Um, but I didn't have any bad blood. I didn't care. It was just some dude I was fighting. If I beat him, I got more money. Like, I, I, I never got into the whole whatever crap. Didn't matter to me. I watched uh, Gladiator today. Those guys didn't have bad blood. It was just like a job. I've got to go out there, solve this problem. You know, I got to do battle. I didn't care. And most of the guys today, they don't give a shit. It's not bad blood. They're just putting on a show. Putting on a show, man, because that's what it takes, I guess, these days.
you gotta be uh gotta be a circus monkey, you're gonna have to dance. It's just how it is. JC uh, is saying that he's been trying to stay off of social media. He had no idea it had so many pills. Yeah. Really. It's ridiculous. There's no reason to have so many pills. You are men. And because you are a man, you are always having to improve. You always are having to improve yourself. You have to. It doesn't matter what you're doing, where you're at in life. If you're not constantly trying to get better and be in a better position, like you might as well be dead. Like you're not going to be attractive. No one cares about your struggle on the way, especially chicks. They wait. They wait. They hang out at the finish line. They're drinking. They're smashing freaking white claws and hanging out at the finish line, and they want to see who the winners are, and those are the guys they want to hang out with. So it's your job to get in the race. And compete you don't have any choice you're already in the race it's just some guys choose not to compete at all i mean i guess that's how you want to live your life but no no thanks man i like to compete <clears throat> uh well i might have been a chad but i didn't i didn't understand you know i was blue pilled blue pill chad i didn't know how to go out and curate a bunch of dates with people in order to actually find out what I like in women and how to eliminate the ones I don't like. That was something that the red pill praxology helped with greatly. And now I have zero tolerance for like what I don't like. The second, the second I get, um, man, like you match with somebody, you start going back and forth, you find out, oh, well, they're, they're like 40 minutes away. It's a 40 minute drive. It's already like, yeah, I can find girls closer. So let's see. Let's test the waters and see how um, attracted to me she is. See if there's any burning genuine desire and see if she'll come to me or at least halfway. And if she won't, next. It's not worth the time because she's always going to be difficult. She's always going to be difficult. She's not that into you. She's just not that into you. And you're better off finding somebody who is. So keep sourcing. Just keep sourcing. Just keep sourcing. It's like the, just keep swimming. No, just keep sourcing. Just keep meeting and talking and finding out what you like. Yeah, could be. Uh, I don't like using the term. Mary Pressroom says, uh, I don't follow the pill thing. Apparently, I've had way better luck with women than these guys. I just know what the red pill community is. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't like using the term luck. It has nothing to do about luck. That's the thing. And that's most guys' dating strategy. Hopefully, I get lucky. Hopefully, I, I meet somebody and they fall into my lap. And then anytime a girl does fall into their lap and shows interest, like they try to force her into this box of this made-up image in their head and they end up missing all the red flags because it's a it's a scarcity mindset I'm not saying that you are like that i'm just saying be careful with the, the the use of the word luck it's a skill being able to pick the good ones and next the ones that are headaches it's a skill and you don't naturally have this skill you don't 
you got to learn it. And there's plenty of guys who, even if they're naturals and meeting and talking to girls, they still get burnt in the long-term relationships because they haven't developed the skill. They don't have the skill. <laughs> Tyler Durden saying, back in my day, we had two pills, oral and or suppository. None of this alphabet stuff. Yeah, alphabets and rainbow stuffs are everywhere. Yeah, the rainbow pills. Ouch. Nice. All right. Yes, thanks, Anthony. Make sure to uh, like, thumbs up. Everybody else, thumbs up also. Share with your friends. That way we can... Um, this a little bit more popular and uh, uh drop some uh super chats my fellas if you're enjoying if you're really enjoying this drop some super chats join the email list johnfish.net i have a practical introduction uh i have an introduction to practical self-defense course coming out uh this week it'll be this week so get on the news uh newsletter get the newsletter on the email list go to johnfish.net there's a newsletter uh, page, sign up, get the newsletter. I'll be putting it up on Gumroad also eventually. This, well, I mean, I will put it up this week. But yeah, I'll advertise it and then I'll drop it this week as an email to the uh, newsletter guys. And it's uh, six positions, seven techniques roughly for you guys to get some basic understanding of manipulating and controlling your space. It's good. Experience, yep, experience. Ah, see, once again, I disagree. The MMA press room, okay, he says, it only comes from experience, agreed. Behind every beautiful woman is a guy who is tired of her shit. No. If you are running your game right, if you are leading, then no. Then no. She is qualifying to you constantly she is working for you constantly there is this no of all i'm tired of her shit say you get tired of somebody's shit well you're done with her move on like you don't have to stay it's not how it works do what's best for you because that's how they think that's how they're doing it they're not going to do what's best for everybody they're not going to they don't care about what do what's right they don't care about what, do what's right they want you to care about do what's right <clears throat> they only care about do what's right for you so you guys gotta you guys gotta handle things the same way. Uh I mean to the pickup stuff, not really though. Because guys you can still have girls are so unused to having guys approach them. And I'm not somebody who does the approach stuff. I haven't I don't have the time to go out in the field. Like I, I I'm mostly on dating apps. <clears throat> okay. But the same openers, the same stuff that you do on dating apps, it's still a game. It's just, you know, it's just a different type of game. Day game, night game, club game, um, and then, uh, you know, social media game and app game. They're all, they're all different forms of the same thing. It's still, all game is, is creating a push-pull experience with the go girl because they don't want what's easy if you're just telling them that she's so beautiful and you'll do anything for her, like she doesn't want that it has to be a push pull she has to feel like she's earning something she's earning your time she's earning your attention if there's no push pull there's nothing you're she's bored if there's no push pull she's bored and the worst thing you can do in a relationship 
is bore bore your woman. If a woman is bored, she's gone. She's gone. Partially true. Age does help because when you have money and stuff, that's why guys shouldn't get into serious relationships until they're in their 30s. You know, when you're 32 to 37, that's when you can start looking to settle down maybe. Otherwise, you're just having fun and, and practicing game. Because as a guy, you have to establish yourself and establish your career because, like I said earlier, this is one of Rich Cooper's things that he likes to say, is um, women don't care about your struggle, right? They don't care about the race. They're not going to be there. They don't really care to watch the race. They, they sit at the, at the finish line and they wait for the winners. Okay. So when you're, when you're 26, guess what, man, you're, you're still in the middle of the pack, maybe the back of the pack. You haven't run long enough to, to finish or to win that race. When you get into your thirties, then you've got a chance. But if you haven't been dating and you haven't been gaming chicks and you haven't been meeting lots of chicks and figuring out how they work and how they operate and what you like, if you make yourself establish yourself and then you marry somebody when you're 32, 33, there's no guarantee you're going to stay with her because you don't have the experience. You don't have the skill. You don't have any skill yet. And she's still probably going to get bored from you and bored of you and cut out after the seven year itch. Uh, that could be though that, that could be used your mentality, you know, because I was pursuing women too. But that's because I didn't understand. I still thought it had a lot to do with luck and the one and God and all this other garbage, and rather than having the skill to be able to create a push pull tension with somebody, and then deciding whether or not she qualifies to your standards. That's really what it comes down to. Hey, man, you never know where good info will come from. <clears throat> Learned experience and then shared experience. <laughs> Fitch love line. All right, guys. Uh, all right, guys. Let's wrap it up. <clears throat> That's fun. Let's sing a let's sing a blue pilled song. On our way out. Sorry, here. All right, guys. This thing's humming. Weird. I mean, I always have weird audio issues. Nothing changes, but like decides to uh, act up. <clears throat> All right, guys. Make sure you go to the website, jumpish.net, sign up for the newsletter. We've got some stuff coming your way down the pipe. I've got the first self-defense course coming out at you um, free this week. I got my class, self-defense class starting San Jose, downtown San Jose. Reach out, find out more about that. Um, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff coming. Good stuff. Definitely. All right, guys. Happy, I feel so sad. 
the best friend that I've ever had. She was my woman. I loved her so. But it's too late now. I let her go. does rockfin does allow uh you to uh tip they have tips you can tip guy 100 percent oh i'm checking uh checking my rockfin right now uh but yeah no you can do uh tips they have a, a tip button you can tip uh, in, I think it's dollars, but I think, yeah, once you're a member, then you have to buy the stuff from them and you can tip. It's great. I have four people watching. Awesome on Rockfin. Thanks for being here, guys. I'll answer these questions before we go, actually. Um, Gregory over here on Rockfin is asking, what's wrong with porn and video games, LOL? It's a waste of time. It's a waste of time, right? <laughs> video games are a replacement for doing actual actual things and leveling up in the real world because you have 
um, the damn uh, dopamine drops, right? You do something, you, you find the frog in the forest, you shoot the thing, you kill the thing. And yeah, it's fun, but you're getting these little dopamine hits. And it's addictive because now where in the wild, those dopamine hits used to come from you achieving things like, oh, I found food so I can live. That was dopamine hit. Now it's like, oh, I'm fucking in a virtual thing doing a thing. And if you have all your shit together, okay, if you have all your shit together, if you got your love life down, you understand women, you understand the game, you have got your money handled and situated, okay, you've got, you know, kids, health, everything is locked, everything's good, okay, then go have some fun, have some fun, do some degenerate shit. But I'll I'll look at the video games the same as um, drinking whiskey smoking weed if you're not getting your shit done if you're not handling your shit you don't deserve to to waste time doing that stuff porn is just stupid it really is i used to i used to i think we're all we all get brainwashed and i think it's a good thing but it's not because um first off you're you're jerking off to another man's penis facts unless you're only watching lesbo stuff well i like to imagine myself whatever you're used to do it's another it's another man's penis in your face and you're stroking yourself to it you can try to cope your way around that however you you want to but it is what it is um so unless you are um unless you are watching porn that you are in it's, it's pointless Take the time that you're spending watching porn and go out and talk to girls. Do some push-ups. Like do something better with your life so that you can actually have sex with somebody. You have somebody who will make a porn with you rather than watching somebody else's penis penetrate some girl you never met. That's just my take. Hope that helped. Uh, we got a little um, super chat at the end. Thank you very much, Ryan. Sam, please explain the desperation with fighter pay. Uh, it has to do with um, there are restraints placed in the market. Fighters aren't employees. They are independent contractors, which means they are their own business. Each fighter is their own business. And because of the structure of MMA, there are a lot of restrictions put in place. For one, those businesses can't freely compete with each other in order to make more money. I can't compete. Simon Beltor, I can't compete with people in the UFC even though um, we have similar world rankings. It's one similar, it's one world sport. So like we should be able to freely compete against any other business within that world sport to make money, but we're limited because of the restrictions placed on us through the contracts. We're also limited because we can't fight for that top title, Like The most money we can make is if we're the UFC champ. It's the most respected, highest level belt. So if we're locked out from being able to compete for that belt, we're being locked out from being able to make a lot of money. That's a problem. Uh, um, so um, that is a restraint against competition between the fighters, independent businesses. Those independent businesses cannot do business freely and make money. That's a problem. The next problem is because the UFC owns 90% of the top 10 fighters in every weight class and they own the only legitimate real belt that everybody wants um that prevents other promotions 
other people with money from entering the market. Other people can't enter the market because um, it's impossible. And there are Moody reports. There are financial reports that talk about this, that you can't get access to the big names. You're not getting access to the big names, so you can't really compete. You can't be like, hey, we're a better promoter than these guys. We'll offer this much more money. We'll offer insurance. We'll offer all these things. We'll do all this stuff awesome. But like, it doesn't do anything because they can't get those fighters who are locked into that monopolistic company because of the restraints placed in the market. So you have two main restraints. The restraint against fighters who are independent contractors, who are their own business. It's a restraint against those businesses from doing business with each other. And then you have another restraint of, of uh, outside money coming in to do business within the market. That's the problem. And all the disparity with money and everything else, treatment of fighters, it all falls down to that. Because as long as those restraints are on the market, like you don't have fair treatment, you don't have fail for anything. You have a monopoly. And what the main company in the monopoly says, everybody has to follow. Hopefully that helps. All right, guys. Thanks for the questions. Thanks for tuning in. Um, and yeah, man, reach out. I'm available for all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, get consultations also. I'm going to start doing. Um, yeah, you know, I have, I have basically an unsoyer self project that, you know, we'll put in six weeks and uh, help you unsoy yourself. Oh. Another super chat. Ryan again says, regardless of the company, is the fight business worth the risk and reward? I mean, I still did okay. You know, it sucks to see how things are, but you know, it, it, I had fun. I still had fun. It makes me mad that, you know, these restraints are placed in the market, that people's pocket, hands are in your pockets. But that's with a lot of businesses and industries. I'm mostly upset about fighters allowing it to happen <laughs> and just not not really caring. And that it's frustrating. It's really frustrating. Um, but yeah, the risk and reward, it depends, man. It was it was worth it for me. I had I had a great career. I had fun. There are things that irritate me about it, but it was cool. And I don't know. Things have changed as far as how the industry goes. So I kind of don't like how things are going right now. But um, I don't know, man. There are good and bad things with what's going on right now. Because even though the promoters will exploit you, you can also really monetize your position with social media these days. So if you're a fighter and you know how to work, social media and you know how to connect with people like that's powerful because if the mma if any of these mma motherfuckers actually figure this shit out they will be able to make because connor didn't even do the social media shit right but they figure this stuff out like they'll be able to make that jake paul type money in mma because if they've got 100 million followers on youtube or some shit because they figured out the algorithms and they figured out how to how to fucking make content people want to see you can bet your ass they're going to make a lot of freaking money. They're still going to have a lot of money stolen from them by the greedy promoters. But, you know, maybe if somebody uh, had that kind of power and didn't have to 
crumble and get on their knees for the promoter, maybe they'd be able to push back and help change things. All right, Bill. All right, guys. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for hearing my rambles. Check you all later.